Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts welcome to cannabis talk 101 featuring blue and joe grande the world's number one source for everything cannabis. What's up, world? This is Daniel, production crew here at Cannabis Talk 101. And I'm Connor Vivaldi, the production crew as well with Cannabis Talk 101. And uh, today we have a little episode with some relevant content. But first, before we get into that, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast Cannabis Talk 101. All around the world, make sure you check out our website, CannabisTalk101.com, as we have so many great articles and blogs on our website. Feel free to call us anytime at 1-800-420-1980. Or check us out on YouTube and Instagram at CannabisTalk101. You can check out Blue at 1ChristopherWright. Hello. And Joe Grande is at JoeGrande52. Um, before we tap into our news, I also need to give... A quick shout out to our magazine. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen the latest edition? If not, you can check out those great articles and cool stories in it. By getting a hard copy today at your local dispensary or smoke shop near you, if they don't have it, then hit us up and request some copies or go check out the magazine online at CannabisTalkMagazine.com and subscribe now. Yep, check out Teddy's Corner up in there. We got a lot of people working hard on that thing to bring you guys the content you want to see, not no BS, right? Right. Yeah, we got some quality articles going in there. A lot of uh, a vast um, spectrum of brands and people from all sorts of different backgrounds and walks of life. I feel like we do a good job of trying to cover that as well as our magazine getting put into multiple places, which I'm not sure I can disclose all of it. But however, we, we are branching and we have to give a shout out to our magazine. So shout out Sunday, Magazine Mondo, and all who contribute to that absolute beauty. Yeah, don't use it as a rolling tray, guys. I know it's beautiful. 
And uh, yeah, read it. I, I say I was, you know, looking at some videos at Cali Vibes and I saw a lot of the magazines being used as rolling trays. And I was like, damn, bro, don't do that. Pop it open. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's a it's Don't got a nice it to swat the flies, you know. It's got a nice feel to it. Uh, it feels old school. very official. Like that old uh, you know, like high times or maybe even penthouse magazine feel, like that little <clears throat> the thick paper right there. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, 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 let's get back to some news you can use and we're taking this one to Nevada. So uh, Nevada's first regulated cannabis lounge opened up in Las Vegas this past week. And according to 8 News Now, since recreational cannabis was approved in Nevada by voters in 2016, the very first Las Vegas cannabis consumption lounge has finally fucking opened after seven long years. Seven's a good number. It also represents the letter G. And that's what Connor is. Um, <laughs> Smoke and Mirrors is one of the first of 19 conditionally approved lounges in Nevada. And it's located at the Thrive Cannabis Marketplace near the Las Vegas Strip. Something very convenient for all the travelers and all, even all the locals that, you know, live around there and work the service industry. But um, I have a couple questions for you guys, especially Erica over there taking over on the board. Um, and you, Connor. Maybe even Adrian back there. Hello. Anyways, <laughs> um, will, will this drive more tourism to the Las Vegas economy, which we saw recently that, uh, you know, during COVID they were kind of suffering? Or is police going to find a way to arrest the customers and scare away potential business? You know, something kind of like how I feel about it. You know what I mean? So how do you what do you guys think about it? And let's hear your thoughts. Um. You know, I think I think Vegas is starting to wise up to cannabis with all the, these recent uh, regulations that have been passed and people doing business out there and, uh, you know, people that we work with and the events that we go to, such as MJ BizCon or Champs or TPE, you know, whatever it may be. Oh, um, yeah, they're always good about that. Um, so uh, The convention center, you mean, right? Clearly, and like the... Obviously, it has to get ran through the city for it to happen at the convention center. So, um, you know, we're going to if we look at it from, a, a, you know, from that standpoint, at least, you know, the, the city's working to do it. Obviously, the consumption laws could be better, from my understanding. And I, you may or may not have had an experience out there yourself oh, yeah, where you yeah. have dealt with it. I think we so, went over this uh, one time. Yeah, in a recent episode. But yeah, for those who didn't, uh, haven't caught that one, I did, uh, I think it was like last August or something. Um, I was over there, the Fremont Strip, doing my little gambling and dice shooting. And uh, outside in the parking lot, I was smoking like a literal pinner, like a toothpick. And uh, I got hemmed up by some police. Gave me, a, you know, a nice $1,400 ticket. And uh, according to them, this is why. So it's illegal to purchase. Purchase cannabis. It's illegal. It's legal to have it, but you're not allowed to smoke it in public. So for someone who doesn't reside over there, who only goes over there for vacation and to spend my hard-earned money in those uh, casinos and, you know, at those uh, strip bars and whatnot, I can't even go out there and have myself uh, my medication whatever you want to call it um it's just that loophole that they have and that's what they look for they look for people smoking cannabis blatantly in public right yeah um i was tucked 
ducked off. Maybe they thought I was doing something else or I looked suspicious, but I wasn't bothering nobody. I, I wasn't even in the line to sight at anybody. I think they just sniffed me out, grabbed me up, and uh, I ended up having to waste my time with the courts, pay them all this money, you know. Yeah. And uh, we wonder why, you know, like, uh, you know, the inmates jump over like the the judge's desks over there, you know, in Nevada. I don't know if you guys caught that where the guy. Yeah. So, whatever. Crazy. Crazy. But um, yeah, no, it's good that Nevada's doing this whole lounge situation. So at least you know, on a on a property, people can go buy and enjoy cannabis and use cannabis with other like minded people who are passionate about the plants. So I mean, that's a that's a dub for them. However, like we just said. You know, they pop. You can get popped for it, so you got to be careful and on your toes out there. At least tours have a place to um to go now. If this was there, maybe maybe I wouldn't have smoked in public. Maybe I would have went there and uh, did it in like a, a lawful setting now. But uh, would you guys use it? How about you, Erica, back there? Would you take your time? You know, let's say you guys wake up. You're out there with your friends at the wind and you just came back from a nice night of club and you ain't got nothing to do until 6 p.m. Are you going to hit that place up? Yeah, I'd be down because I know like when I stay at hotels in Vegas and I want to smoke, you can't really smoke in the room or you got to do some shit in the bathroom to not get caught. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Allegedly with um, a candle and, you know, a towel under the Allegedly. Door. So, yeah, I'd be down to go to a lounge. I think it'll a lot of people will want to go. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's like, you know, I may, it's not always the best experience to smoke and then go to a bar or like, you know, it's definitely contrasting uh, substances that people are taking if you're going in there with cannabis. So, uh, and take it from me, I get kicked out at all the bars because I smell like weed. (laughs) All the bars. Yeah. So you can go somewhere and have some fun and just absolutely chief up with your friends, which I think is very cool. So shout out to Vegas for that. Is there, is there anything else that we missed on this story, Mr. Daniel? Honestly, no. I'm just happy that, you know, at least Nevada and uh, other states are, you know, laying down the groundwork for this place to be normal. And we don't even have to have, like, you know, these types of conversations. You know, the reason why we do have Cannabis Talk 101 is because cannabis is taboo. Still, you know, we're, we're out there breaking the stigma and... We just wanted to make it normal for everybody so that, you know, we could throw some shade on the drugs that do harm other people. You know what I mean? Like, you already know. But we'll be right back with some more news you can use. Again, I'm Daniel. That's Connor. We got Erica on the ones and twos over there behind the boards. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And we will be right back. Follow Blue at one Christopher Wright. Follow Joe Grande at JoeGrande52. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on our website, CannabisTalk101.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss. 
host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Have you ever found yourself caught up and in need of a lawyer to help you out when times get sticky with the man? Well, luckily for you, here at Cannabis Talk 101, we got Freddie Sage at the Fox Firm, and he's over has over 20 years of experience and has become one of the most best-known criminal defense firms and cannabis law attorneys in the state of California. And believe me, I went for another case to Burbank without a lawyer. And guess who I saw? Mr. Freddie Sage. And I went in there and I forgot. You know what? You guys want to hear the real story? So I forgot to, to, to go to court, unfortunately, like a dummy. I was too hot. Forgot to go to court. I ended up just picking a day off, get taking a day off, going to court. And guess who was there? Freddie Sage. And he told him, don't worry. I got you. Free, you know, I don't know if it was free not yet at least but you know we're still working that out but uh he helped me out got me out of that sticky situation and he could probably do the same for you so you know call him up at 310-877-5033 or just go check him out at the fox firm that's with two x's f-o-x-x-f-i-r-m.com so we're going down to california with this one up to get you know out to California with this one. With more news you could use, I am Daniel, production crew. We got Connor right here. And we also have the lovely Erica behind the boards, running things, doing her thing. We appreciate everybody helping us out down here. So, Connor, please take it away. Well, uh, according to this article, 86% of Californians who consume cannabis believe it is important to shop legally. According to new research released by the Department of Cannabis Control, 86% of Californians who consume cannabis believe uh, it is important to shop legally, and 62% of Californians believe Proposition 64 has had a positive impact on the state. Survey conducted by FM3 Research as a part of the department's Real California Cannabis Campaign surveyed over 1,000 respondents. Um, I'd say... with an initial reaction, blind reaction to that headline. I'd say that's a, a, a positive, and I hope those numbers are accurate. And I, you know, uh, I'm assuming it is. And, uh, you know, of course you want people to, to shop legally and want to do that because that's what motivates our 
federal government to want to reschedule the the plant, which needs to happen. Absolutely. So, you know, I think it's good that they're doing surveys on this. And, you know, I hope this actually gets put out into, you know, the, the mainstream media where, you know, everyone gets to see it and show that, you know, it's not as if uh, a legal market was there that, you know, people would go and shop in the black market. Not to say that's a bad thing, but just from the perspective of getting it rescheduled, like that's the kind of shit that they want to see from states. And it's good that California is on top of that. Absolutely. Especially uh, with the rescheduling thing, you know, the, I think one of our, one of, one of the stories that I read earlier that, uh, you know, Democrats and, or the, the, you know, representative, democratic representatives are pushing the DEA to, you know, maybe knock it off the scheduling and stuff like that. Cause it really doesn't need to, you know, be done like that. And, uh, as for this, as for this survey, this this headline right here, I think, um, you know, personally speaking, I, I truly don't care where uh, where you get your cannabis from. Um, I don't care if you get it from the guy up the street, your uncle, or, you you know, you go down to the fine establishments of, you know, uh, you know, like Dr. Green Thumbs or butter or, you know, cookies. I don't care if you go in a brick and mortar spot, but the, the main line to this is it's actually for for our cannabis world to work in order for all this to work we need to be ethically purchasing this cannabis um i do think uh i do think it's important to shop you know ethically but i don't think those numbers are you know adding up like uh there's the the numbers aren't adding up in the sense that you know our our industry is uh is failing you know especially during like the retail the retail market and uh, it says 86 people, 86 percent of Californians say that they're, you know, they're for. How do I say it? They're for like the ethical purchase of cannabis, but obviously they're not ethically purchasing. I don't know if they're practicing that is what I'm trying to say. Let's hey, click on that article. Let's pull that up. Let's see what let's see what it says. Because I'm curious to see how many people were surveyed. Oh, it's at a thousand. Like a thousand uh, people participated, uh, so that means eighty six percent. So I'd be eight hundred and sixty people believe that they should be. Um, but was that combined both both of those surveys with the Prop sixty four one? Like I want to. Oh no, that's the same. It's the same. So they one thousand voted on both of those, and they also said. So it's like a they just did a, a quick survey, a couple of questions, this, this, and that, you know. Um, uh, but right here, eighty-five percent of people surveyed living in areas where retail cannabis is not allowed either incorrectly thought cannabis retail was allowed in their area or had no idea about the local laws. Education enforcement are two of the key pillars that support well-regulated cannabis market. So yeah, they're 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 wising up to you know getting people educated. You know they just need to meet people halfway in terms of you know the. Uh, barrier to entry to get into our industry here. So, you know, that's a good article. Cannabis Business Times. How do you feel about that? Do you do you feel like it's important enough? And if so, is it important enough for you to get out, go out of your way and just pick up from the, the dispensary ethically? 
Well, so that they could get their tax, their cuts. N- not, not a, a simple survey isn't going to get me to want to go and pay three different kinds of taxes and get my cannabis. Um, of course. You know, so I, I would say that, and I'm not necessarily like objectively motivated as a cannabis user to like go and spend my money there. Mm-hmm. When I could go elsewhere and get it for a better price and, you know, get what I need. I agree. I agree. So, you know, I think there's a lot in of... In theory, it it, it, uh, it seems like a good thing. And it seems like it's the only way our universe will work eventually. But the but the amount of taxes, like what we're talking about, like if I'm going out there and buying a eighth of fire, I'm not trying to buy any mids, by the way. And it's not just because I heard it in a, a song somewhere or something like that. It's just like... I'm not the less I smoke, the better, meaning the quality's got to be there. I got to be enjoying myself. I don't smoke it just because, you know, everybody's different, but I like enjoying myself. Um, And so technically, yes, I do believe, but it's not motivating me, like you said, to go and pay an $80 or $90 for an eighth so I could just smoke it down in a day and then go back right to the clinic and do it all over again. Then I'd be a, a, you know a slave to the game you know? yeah and like yeah it's it can be dicey like obviously it depends on the dispensary but like i've had experiences where product is like super old on the shelf and you know i you know it's like i'm paying an exuberant amount of money for that that you know it may not even be the most quality of cannabis at the end of the day however i will say that i do appreciate the experience of a dispensary and how someone who's not into cannabis who are understandably uh potentially intimidated from picking up from a quote-unquote dealer they can go into a dispensary that looks like an apple store and they can feel like at home and welcome and like get someone to like cater to their you know to their needs and they can help them find a product like i i see that and understand that and there's people who have the money that it just doesn't even matter where you know that's that's three different you know the cannabis sales and state taxes doesn't even matter like obviously you know there's a spectrum of people who use cannabis with varying incomes and like then there's you know people who don't want to go to dispensaries out of principle so there's a lot of valid reasons to go to a dispensary versus to not go and obviously we're just talking about the pros and cons i'm not advocating for for anything in specific but um you know i like i said i do see the value of where dispensaries come from and they're trying to do it legally and make sure that you know any anyone from any demographic can come in and get their cannabis and like you don't need a connection to you don't need to know that guy who knows the guy and like go and gain someone's trust where like you know you have a corporation that has credibility that you can go to. So there's like what, you know, how they always say like different horses for different courses. So, you know, you can teach their own, I suppose. Absolutely. Well, I've known both of you guys for like a little over three years and, um, and we've all been inside these, uh, these amazing clinics. We've been to Hardeen together. We've been to, you know, wherever around the globe and off the top of your heads, I'm gonna start with Erica and I'm gonna come back to you Mm. off the top of your heads. What was the most expensive eighth that you could think of that you've bought for yourself? And Erica, I'm going to bring it to you off the top of your head. For me, it was um, 
houseplant, Seth Rogen's weed. Uh, it was uh, at Planet 13. Planet 13. I don't know if it's Seth Rogen, if it's houseplant or if it's Planet 13 that made the prices. I don't know. But that shit was almost like 80 for an eighth. It was good weed. Was it the Vegas Planet 13 or the Santa Ana one? Santa Ana one. Wow. And it was good. Beautiful. But I can't keep like doing that all the time, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Their packaging was so cool, by the way. Their packaging was cool. I I like the look. I like the weed, but. $80, $80, you said? $80? I think it was close to $80, yeah. And after tax, you know, after taxes and all that. Yeah. I'd, I'd say on an eighth, it was probably, like, around, like, 85 bucks um, for some cannabiotics. And it was great weed. It's, I think it was a White Walker OG or something. And it was super good. I loved every product that they put out. However, I cannot <laughs> afford to be buying that consistently well hopefully they heard that and they're just gonna shut you up by sending you fucking <laughs> yeah all a year-long supply of yo, uh, that will... cereal milk and that wi-fi and what dude when when i think 2022 yeah like right after the pandemic 2022 i was literally going and buying the cereal milk eighths um out of catalyst and pomona out there i was driving way out the way because these those fools had it on deck all the time and I would just buy eighths of that shit and just hoard it and just be like walking around like a crackhead in my house. Like people be like, hey, you got some butt? Hell no. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we ain't doing that. I just that ain't for sale. You know, not that CBX. I love them. And they have they have wax that's like pretty uh pretty well priced, I'd say. Like you can get some of the same strains that you do with the flower for their wax and like I'll get that sometimes and it's probably like thirty-five a gram or something, which isn't astronomical comparatively when you're kind of scaling it to the flower but i do enjoy every once in a while popping a cannabiotic safe like maybe i'll split it with a friend or something yeah on a good week you know when you make that extra that extra bag you know what i mean when you get done with a big old festival and you need to kick back for a day or two perfect time for some cbx i agree i agree well you know what we got one more story for you guys it's Daniel, it's Connor, it's Erica, and we'll be right back with this news you can use. This is Cannabis Talk 101, and stay locked and loaded. You want to hear your name shouted out live on the show? Call us anytime, 1-800-420-1980, and leave us a voicemail. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to Cannabis Talk 101 now. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the number one cannabis show on the planet. You know what? it. Now back to the number one cannabis show in the universe, Cannabis Talk 101. All right, welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101, Connor and Daniel style, Daniel and Connor style, whichever way it works. Uh, we're going to have one more story for you. Before we do that, we're going to shout out Quickies really quick. If you're looking for a Quickie, check out Quickies Pre-Rolls at quickiespre-rolls.com or on IG at Quickies Pre-Rolls with three S's on the end. That's three S's. Uh, Daniel, would you like to introduce our final story of the day? Absolutely, and we kind of just brushed over it. And uh, yeah, shout out to Quickie, Zach, and them. Was a good dude, man. But um, we're going to bring this one back out to... Uh, I think this one, this is a federal story. So this one, this one goes out to the nation of the United States. So... Keep it locked in, but all right, here we go. So the Democrats, this is the, the headline right here. The Democrats tell DEA to reject any argument that cannabis rescheduling would violate any international treaty. That's a lot of words, but let me break that down to you guys. So according to Marijuana Moment, the Democratic Congresswoman by the name of Sydney, and I hope I don't mess this up, is Cam Lager Dove is imploring or pretty much insisting to the Drug Enforcement administration the dea to reject any argument that rescheduling cannabis under federal law would constitute a violation of international treaty obligations she's also asking the agency to reveal any list of any outside partners it has met with to discuss the global implications of potential cannabis reclassification so we're talking about globally rescheduling cannabis everybody's a hater on cannabis and i and you know what i can't be mad at haters because that's their jobs right but i don't think it's so bad i don't think you know traveling from my country with my medicine to go handle some business whether it's like abroad or you know maybe with it's in within domestic territory i don't think it's so bad to you know bring your stuff with you do your thing and go on about your day. I think actually the world would work a little bit better if people would get off your nutsack a little, especially on cannabis. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, that's a, it's an interesting headline say the least. And so essentially she's, she's, she's wanting to have so, the the uh, DEA like go knock f- it off from schedule one or two? What is it? I think it's schedule. It's, it's schedule one right now. So they want to knock that off, like to not even be scheduled. Yeah, um, and I think it's they're recommending they're the the, the U.S. Department and Health and Human Service are recommend they they're recommended to drop uh, it down to a schedule three. But I think what she's doing right now is trying to 
just tell those fools, hey, just reject whatever they're trying to do. They're trying to make it. They're trying to run backwards, pretty much. And the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services are recommending it to be Schedule 3. So, uh, can we, uh, Daniel, can you look up, like, the scheduling tier list? Let's look up the scheduling tier list. Or is Erica, schedule three worse? Erica, look, you could look it up on that computer right there that has the the show notes. Well, we got some quotes from the congresswoman and her, you know, herself from the letter. She actually said that cannabis should be removed from the Controlled Substance Act completely. Completely, bro. Which is what it should be. It's a fucking plant. Of course, they're just uh, you know, she acknowledges the fact that rescheduling cannabis is like the first step to, um, what would you call it? Like addressing, you know, like the war on drugs and stuff is like been a complete failure. She's trying to take the first step into, you know, like making things right, because obviously, like you know, when it comes to money, you know these these guys get money for every time they see something you know and um it's too easy for them to go for the cannabis stuff we should be moving this globally and uh going more study doing more studies and and making it more of a legit thing instead of what it is right now because it's not legit let's just be real bro yeah it's just really not harmful enough for I it pulled to... up the thing yes okay, let's hear yeah, it let's see okay let's press, let's press camera press ca- yeah press camera number five Okay, and so can you see, like... Can you read us what it says right there, what what the scheduling things uh, mean okay. and say? So on Schedule 1, we got marijuana, ecstasy, heroin, LSD, and pe- peyote. Yep. They should Which definitely wild. move. They should move <laughs> like the ecstasy. One of these is and not the, like um, the other. You're telling <laughs> me... Just kidding. You're telling Cannabis me is not- fentanyl is Schedule 2 and Kush is number one. That's insane. What's number three? Uh, That says anabolic steroids, testosterone, and ketamine. Schedule four is Xanax, Ambien, Valium. Schedule five is cough suppressant. So obviously it's in the order of what's making them the most money versus what's making them the least money. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, wait, go back to that list one more time on camera five. So, the least scheduled are all in uh, pharmacies. And then, look, then the anabolic steroids, testosterone, ketamine, that's some stuff you can get prescribed at some places. That just took out the baseball players in the minor leagues right there. Yeah, so, like, you know, you get that for pain, whatever, and then, look, like... Like it starts to it starts to bridge at ketamine, and then it goes into meth, coke, fentanyl, Vicodin, oxy, Adderall, and then marijuana is just the most out of place on that list by far, one thousand percent. That should be on about schedule four if it Xanax is right there. So, right? Erica, without right. picking without picking a side, do you agree with the with these democratic uh, efforts to to knock off? cannabis on the controlled substance act they're trying to put it on schedule three no 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 she's she's advocating that they knock it off like completely, completely. not even scheduled yeah but there but the um let me get this right but the u.s the u.s department of health and human services wants to knock it to a schedule three it's out of schedule one i believe right or two yes one it's out of schedule one we're pushing i mean not we're pushing but the the democrats 
the de- let me let me let me take my <laughs> words. All right, a Democratic Congresswoman is pushing the DEA to reject any type of um, any type of argument of like that rescheduling would would mess up global you know treaties, right? Like by doing the, by knocking it off, it's gonna mess up some global thing they got going on with cannabis, right? Mm-hmm. The U.S. Department of Health and Services they want it to schedule three, but it's right now at a schedule one. So I'm asking you guys because it really doesn't matter what you know what this says, right? What what I want to know? What, do you think this is right? Like, should it even be a schedule one? Obviously, you know what I'm what I'm gonna say, but should it be, or you know, should we be fair to them and knock it down to a schedule three, maybe even four or five? What do you guys think? Connor, let's hear it. Um, gotta be off the list. I which when we pulled it up before, I said uh if anything, it would be a schedule four. Cause like there's no way it's affecting you more than a Xanax would. You know what I'm saying? Like And what international treaties is it gonna violate if it does? Like, let's I, be real. Like obviously there's uh, some countries who don't allow it, and that's one thing. But it's not like no one's forcing you to sell product to them or push that on them. But uh, you know, I think the Democratic Party. I've, I read a few articles when we were researching, and like, you know, the Democratic Party seems to believe that if they get federalization or a rescheduling of cannabis, then you know it's going to be a a big push for the presidential election and a victory if they, you know, it would be a, they view it as a massive campaigning point right now for the, for the democratic party. So we'll see, see how that happens. And of course I know the, the GOP is also flirted with uh, legalizing cannabis here and there, although at a slower rate than, than the opposite, but we'll see how this shakes down with the DEA and you know how they can push for reclassification like like I said man that shit shouldn't even be on the list but if anything it would be a 4 or 5 that that's a clear somewhat biased opinion if you could knock two off of those lists what would it be if i could knock two like control substances off this control substances act wait is is psilocybin on there i didn't see it i know I acid is I mean, I don't see it on there. I'm sure. Well, I, well, mushrooms. I know that mushrooms are being like slowly like decriminalized. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, I'd say maybe peyote because it's a plant. I feel you. I don't. It, it still should be scheduled probably because it's strong as hell. Do you believe in medically induced ecstasy pills? Um. Just kidding. I don't know if that's a real thing. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Sounds pretty fun with a little bit of drum and bass in the back. You know how it goes. I'm medicated. Didn't you? Didn't you go do something this weekend in, in that uh regards? Didn't you not take ecstasy, but didn't you go yeah, dancing or something? We went to a couple. Uh, we went to a trap EDM show, mm. and then we went to like a house show the next day out in the bay. And bay it, was, it was pretty cool. It's not my not my favorite. Uh, genre of music however i uh, enjoyed the experience i'll say that and had some good time with some uh good friends of mine 
Oh yeah. yeah, shout out to Connor's homies out there in uh all over California. Yeah, we're you guys keep his life place. exciting. Yeah, a lot of uh a lot of a lot of skitsing going on with I the agree. boys. What about you, Erica? What if you could knock off a couple of uh of those controlled substances off of those lists? I want to hear your favorites. No judgment here. I don't know. It's kind of difficult because I feel like like LSD, for example, I think could be good, but not. I don't know. There has to be regulation to all of these, you know. Of course. Or, or ketamine. I've heard there's ketamine therapy happening, so I like how that's like with a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I heard like Dr. Chalmers does something like that. He was on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys haven't seen that one, uh, yeah, I'm surprised Adderall is on there. Well, it's an amphetamine because it's goddamn doctor meth. I mean, you oh. know what I mean. But it's an amphetamine. Whatever. They cleaned it up. Let them have it. Whatever it is. But anyways, <laughs> we're going to wrap it up over here. We're going to, um, you know, we're going to give a quick shout out to our staff. And here we go. Adrian, Amy, Amir, Mary, Magazine, Mondo, Michaela, Nix, Elizabeth, Teddy, the show dog. My one of my favorite dogs out here. Ice dog <laughs> Zeus. It's a pretty dog. Myself, Diego, Joe, Lupita, Litsy, Logan, Lorenzo. Gary, Francisco, Carly, Connor, Cam, Beach, Barcelar, Brandon T, Ali Muffins, Sunday, OG, Flaca, Ruby, Goldie, <laughs> Brother Pitt, Mark Carnes, Chris Franquino, Jennifer, Erica, Elvis, and my two favorite big brothers, even though they're not here right now, Joe and Blue, El Azul. Thank you guys, man, for even providing us and letting me dick around on your uh, microphones and Pretend like I'm one of you guys. We're going on iHeart, Daniel. Yeah, you know what? We did it. We're on the platform, dude. Yep, they said I couldn't. They said I wouldn't, but all it did, all it took was one sick day, and they're not here, and now I'm here. Hey, to all the teachers, whoever said that we wouldn't make it, here I am on YouTube. Because I couldn't run an eight-minute mile, all you- uh, Talking about cannabis. Just kidding. I didn't really have teachers. All all you PE teachers that were- (laughs) I didn't really have I didn't have any haters. I won't. No, I, I didn't have any haters, haters, but I had some people who weren't fans of this cannabis that I was using, and they were like, "Man, do that shit at home, man. Don't be fucking bringing that shit at school." Shout out to my my old dean. You guys know who you are. Shout out to my old principal. I don't even think the 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 principal's even there. When the principal, I was like, I'm not gonna get into that, but y'all could look it up. I wonder um, if anyone of he my, ain't there for good reason. That's right. I wonder if any of my Old teachers smoke. Dude, Probably. for sure. If I wasn't in the end, that could have been a whole nother segment, bro. I had so many teachers that fucking blazed. Like one of them had a played a remember when the Xbox 360 was real popular? I was in high school when that shit was uh popping off and he'd play uh what was it, Gears of War with us yeah. and stuff, and his name was called the Red Eye Jedi, bro. No, no shit. Way. I swear to God. That's a pretty I didn't say shit to him though. I was just like, yeah, whatever. That name's pretty uh Oh, Probably lie. locked down. It's been locked up since like fucking 06 or something. The they've been, they've been using that. It's hard to get a username nowadays, man. I know. It's got to be all numbered, numbered out, exclamation point. Underscore. Erica took all the good ones like Era California or I'm Erica or <laughs> all the good ones that Erica <laughs> Yeah. She got all the good ones yeah. way back in the day. How much are you selling accounts for? I'm not selling anything. Greedy. <laughs> Greedy. I heard you were selling foot pics on OnlyFeeds. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, 
Uh, That's our time today, folks. Is there anything else uh, we got to tap in with? No. I don't think so, man. We're going to let these guys breathe. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, tune in. We're dropping content five days a week. Probably not going to be us, but if you see us out in the street, don't hesitate to say hello. Um, just approach with caution. If you guys uh, you know, see Erica out there, she might scratch you in the eye. Um, you know, check them out on uh, IG. Check us out on all platforms. And if no one else loves you, we, we do. do. Follow Cannabis Talk 101 on all social media at Cannabis Talk 101. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. And make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to Cannabis Talk 101 now. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.